Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means. Richard Cross's work week is over. It's time to have a little fun on this Friday afternoon. I'm Borky. He's Haydad. Glad you guys are with us. Sports Talk Mississippi on a crossless Friday. It's February is 2nd. A, it's February 2nd. This is, is the third a, Friday. Is this is there a, uh, a sports talk show airing today with two weirder last names? No. Than us. I mean, you know. It's it's the sports zone with Scandal Panic and Mukachuka. I mean, is that out there? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe somewhere. But Borky and Haydad is working it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we just uh I need to change my name to like Diesel or something. Really go like late nineties <laughs> talk radio. Mike Diesel. Oh man! But yeah, no, known for his flaming hot takes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he's doing something. I don't know. Whatever. We got a lot to talk about today. Though. I know what he's not doing. Working. Working. Yeah. I mean, we we just been grinding away all day, all day long, just working hard. I mean, punching it at the keyboard all day long. You know, just the the most difficult yeah. work that you can imagine. I know that there's a lot of farmers. And there's a lot of people that like keep like our lives going out there listening right now. You guys didn't work hard today. Hey, Dad and I, we worked hard today. You you need to feel bad for us. My 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 work day started at what time is it now? It's three oh eight. I got to the office about two forty two, and I've been sitting here ever since. Fired off a tweet. Ooh, let me retweet that. Let me add to my uh, yeah my workload here. exactly. But now, for for all of you that do the real work around here, we are very thankful uh, for you. Love the farm pictures, but I mean, based on our conversation yesterday, we got a lot of you that do. Uh, I mean, we got we got line work and all that kind of stuff. It's not just the farmers yeah. that that we want pictures from. Now, trust me, we love the pictures from behind the tractor on the farm. That, those are some of the best we get. But man, if you're up there climbing on top of a, a cell phone tower. And you take a photo while you're listening to us, because apparently some of you do that, send it our way. We'd love to see it. We'd love to hear from you guys wherever you are listening in this state, however you are listening, whether you're driving home from work at the accounting firm or driving home from work at the farm or wherever, 
We love you, and we'd love to hear the from you. The firm or the farm. Yeah, exactly. From the firm yeah. to the farm. Can that be a new intro for us? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. That feels like more of like what, we, what Farm Bureau should come up with. We may, we may have just given them a slogan, a new slogan. They, That's a great idea. You know, from from our firm to your farm. And see, this you're is what, welcome. You're welcome, Farm Bureau. Yeah, call us. I know. You know, we have a long standing relationship, and we're very thankful. Uh, for they don't that even have to call. They're in the they, same building. Yeah, come, come just on down just here, walk yeah. down and talk to us. <laughs> talk to you anyway. The door is open. We get this picture. Somebody is uh, watching baseball practice at Ole Miss today. Says gorgeous day for some baseball practice. Ready for some showers, of course. Talking about the uh, outfield beverage showers. It is a stunning day today in Mississippi. Stunning here Beautiful. in the in the metro area. Beautiful. It's seventy degrees and there's not a cloud in the sky. We, I went to eat today and we were in the Cotton District. As we walked outside, I was just like. And I looked at my friends, I was like, this summer, we're just going to take a day off and just get hammered on a Friday. <laughs> just, just get to the restaurants, the bars like 11 a.m., grab some lunch, and just circle around the Cotton District. <laughs> like, if it's going to be like this, my goodness. Uh, this is why I want an old Jeep uh, that mm-hmm. I never put the roof on. And I, like, I just I leave that in the garage, and I take it out for days like this. Door, I never put the doors on. I never have the roof on. I have like a 1984 Wrangler or something, you know, or yeah. uh, or when, whenever I win the lottery, one of those new Ford Broncos, and just cruise on days like this. Just get a little music on, you know. Have a, a playlist that's got like light 80s, 70s rock, like Journey and Hollow Notes and Rush and that kind. Of, you know, the stuff that's like the feel good yeah. rock. And just the drive Eagles. around the Eagles. It's another great one. And just drive around. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? Nowhere. Just driving. Yeah. There you go. Gonna cruise up the drive around the reservoir. You know, just see the water. Whatever. Uh, somebody says you need to get HR involved. That seems like an attendance issue for Richard. I mean, if I'm sure she's listening. If if you are listening, I mean, what do I have to do to get this kind of package of of days off? I mean, the guy hasn't worked here so long that he's able to take 200 days off a year, has he? No. <laughs> Hot Sauce says, the best sports radio show in Mississippi today. Thank you, Hot Sauce. Glad you are with us. Your check uh, will will be in the mail. You said you didn't have Venmo, so I couldn't Venmo you the $5 to say something nice about us today, but your your check is on the way. We'll get you that money. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll send it. We're going to send it by money order. <laughs> they still sell those? They still sell money orders out there? Darren says his buddy uh, Greg says uh, he calls the show Hey Dad and the Boys. I mean, if we want to change the name, let's get some billboards up, too. That would actually be a great idea. Just your head on we a need billboard. We need a billboard. Three to we six. We need a billboard. Yeah. Or we could do the very cheesy thing, well, and like one of so us is holding a football, well, and the other one's got a baseball bat. No, no, no. I got it. It's just, it's just our three. It's the three heads, right? It's it's cross and you and then me. But we have an asterisk next to cross, <laughs> and then on the fine print it says sometimes. <laughs> Little footnote. Possibly. Yeah, like all three hey, might not be on the show at the Richard. same time. Sometimes Richard. You know, just whatever he feels like showing up. We can do a digital one, and uh, when he's not here, we we know we change it, change it, call him, change it. He's not on today. Change it. 
<laughs> or just X it out. Just put a big red X yeah. on the billboard on yeah. Friday. Just every Friday, he's just not there. You know, he called this, by the way. Remember when he told everybody yesterday that he was going to be off today? He got out ahead of this. Yeah. He, he did the right PR thing. He knew some bad stuff was coming, so he got out ahead of the news cycle, and he warned everybody that we were going to make fun of him for being gone on another Friday. It's not as fun as it would right. be had he not done that. That's good PR. Nah, I disagree. Just as fun. I'm having just as much fun doing it. Oh, man, we got a picture. Somebody's getting in on Food Friday early. What is that, Picanha? Okay. Is that what you call that? Where Where, where is it? I, I, gotta, I need to refresh here. Oh, good. We got, is it this one here? No, that's a Jeep. That's the Jeep. Where, what's the number? Give me the first uh, three. Roof Max. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Oh, that is a Picanha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good-looking one, too. Looks great. Yeah, that Jeep that we got, I mean, is that – it's hard to tell. Is that silver? But, yeah, no doors, no roof, old Jeep. That is the exact kind of thing I'm talking about, that's man. Silver. The one that you just sent us a yeah. picture of, that is what I want. After – I drain my bank account to go to the World Cup in two years. Uh, I will then start saving again to uh, to buy myself a little recreational Jeep. There we go. We got a picture of somebody on a lawnmower in Macomb. Glad you're with us. Thank you for uh, for checking us out. Jeff says the cream rises to the top on a Friday. It's true. It's a true story. <laughs> uh, man, so... Uh, buried the lead a little bit, and that's okay. Oh, by the way, uh, hug your children tonight. Tell your wife or your husband that you love them, and, and make sure you spend quality time with them tonight without phones or distractions because y- you never know when the world is just going to spontaneously combust, and today might be that day. Dennis Allen made a great hire for offensive coordinator. Oh, I missed this. I missed it. Who they have? So it's not. It can't be official until after the Super Bowl because. Oh, so they got some. Clint Kubiak is coming to the Saints, the passing game coordinator for the 49ers, the orchestrator of the. Uh, I am so excited about this. I don't know what happened. How did that happen? I wasn't aware that it had happened. Yeah, so again, it can't be. League rules say it cannot be official until his season is over, so it won't become official until the Super Bowl is over, but that's the hire. That's the hire. And it doesn't make sense. And what I mean by that is it's an incredible hire, and that doesn't make sense. How Dennis Allen on the hottest of seats pulled off getting him makes no sense. And I am fully back in. I looked at mock drafts the second I saw that this was going down, and I'm 100% bought in. We're going to the playoffs next year. We're winning the division. I mean, creative offense, get all their playmakers the ball, ton of motion, ton of play action. It's it's a great hire. It's a great hire. And because it happened, hug your children tightly tonight. Just when I thought the Saints couldn't do anything dumber. They go and totally redeem themselves. Black and gold Super Bowl. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, but Hey Dad's favorite topic, but this is a big story, and even Hey Dad would agree that we've got to cover this thing. Uh, the SEC and the Big Ten are joining together to save alliance? college football. We will give you all the details. The announcement came earlier today. The SEC and the Big Ten 
are taking over and taking control. We'll give you the details when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. You're number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. Porky and Haydad with you on a Friday. Keep the text coming, 601-879-4395. We've gotten a couple of pictures during the break. Scott in Louisville uh, sends his picture of his truck out making deliveries right now. And uh, I love the uh, the hazard sign he's got on his truck. <laughs> I, uh, I love that. It means what you do is more important than, uh, than what we do. We also got a picture of uh, somebody in a crawl space right now doing some termite inspections as well. So... Uh, our audience reaches all kinds, and, and all of you are uh, are awesome, and uh, thank you for that. But the news of the day in college sports is a new alliance, but this one's got a little bit of a different feel to it than the alliance of very, very good friends that were creating a scheduling model where they could all play each other, and then they all stabbed each other uh, in the back. It was like Julius Caesar, but in college football, this is a little bit different. Uh, Ross Dellinger broke the, the news, and then an official release came shortly thereafter. The SEC and the Big Ten are joining forces. They're calling it an advisory group where they are going to get together with their ADs and presidents and recommend changes that need to be made. That's step number one. I'll read the release to you. From Birmingham, the Big Ten Conference and the Southeastern Conference announced a the formation of a joint advisory group of university presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors to address the significant changes facing college athletics and the opportunities for betterment of the student-athlete experience. These challenges, including but not limited to recent court decisions, pending litigation, a patchwork of state laws, and complex governance proposals. Greg's always so wordy. Compel yes. the two conferences to take a leadership role in developing solutions for a sustainable future of college sports. The advisory group will engage with other constituencies as necessary, including consultation with student-athletes and other key leadership groups from both conferences. Here is a quote from Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten. The Big Ten and the SEC have substantial investment in the NCAA, and there's no question that the voices of our two conferences are integral to governance and other reform efforts. We recognize the similarity in our circumstances as well as the urgency to address the common challenges we face. Sorry, guys, this is wordy, but I I think this is important. Here's Greg Sankey. There are similar cultural and social impacts on our student-athletes, our institutions, and our communities because of the new collegiate athletics environment. We do not have predetermined answers to the myriad of questions facing us. We do not expect to agree on everything, but enhancing interaction between our conferences will help focus efforts on common sense solutions. Now, they will not have authority as of this moment anyway. They're going to act independently, they say, and serve as consultants, basically, to the NCAA. In Ross's story, and then I'll get out of the way and let Haydad react, and and we'll unpack this because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, In Ross's story, which I would encourage you to read, uh, Ross is, uh, is just the best, and he, we'll get him on the show next week to talk about this. He highlighted that 
there has been increased frustration with major college conferences. So thank the power for SEC, Big Ten most especially, but also the ACC and the Big 12, that they have such little representation when it comes to decisions that are made at the NCAA, that Limestone College and Lenore Ryan and Carson Newman have the same say in what happens as they do, and that has been behind the scenes a real issue for them, that you're trying to govern all those places the same, and it's really stupid because some of them have $200 million budgets and some have a few hundred thousand dollar budgets. They're playing completely different games at this point, and that has been a a real issue uh, for people at the SEC and the Big Ten, and they're kind of fed up with it, and now they're going to take matters into their own hands. So, hey, Dad, I assume you saw Ross's story as well as this release. What do you think? Uh, It's the same thing I think every time. Oh, the schools that make up the NCAA are upset with what the NCAA is doing? It's like me getting mad at my own decisions. Like, you idiot, why did you do that? Like, you want it fixed? Fix it. You could fix it today. You don't need the committee. You don't need an advisory council. You know, we're, I feel like we're back with Mike Leach. The only thing people like more than making decisions is just being on committees. People want to be on committees. They don't need a committee. Just fix it. It doesn't, doesn't require any, any committee work. It just requires the schools who make up the NCAA. We hear it all the time. The schools are the NCAA. So just get with the times. But, but there, therein lies the issue, though. That's why they're doing this. And I think this is just step one in a, in a much larger plan. Because they have so little say. Because it's a thousand schools that make it up, and and each one is represented equally. They are all treated the exact same. And so what's good for Portland State is not what's necessary for Texas. This had to happen. I get what you're saying, and I agree with that. I agree with with that, that that there needs to be... It's sort of like, you know, and I'm... If I can do it without being offensive, but it's like, you know, sometimes you have kids that they're just a little slow, right? And you have to to change the way you teach them, or, or, or offer them special circumstances so that they can catch up to the rest of the class. It's the same thing here, right? You've got small schools being governed by the same rules as the big schools when when they're not they're not playing the same sport. They're both playing football, but it's not the same sport. We just saw a group of five head coach leave that position to become a defensive coordinator at Alabama. What does that tell you? That, I mean, technically South Alabama and Alabama play for the same title. Yeah. So Alabama could win the national title, but they don't play the same. It's just not the same. So I just don't understand the, the NCAA's you know, reticence through the years to just acknowledge that and say, yeah, you know, it's, it's different for different, different strokes for different folks here. Yeah, and this this has to happen. So Ross's story gives uh, a lot of detail uh, just about this. Because, for example, as he points out, the SEC and the Big Ten are about to annually 
distribute $25 million to all of their member schools more than the third place conference. So not $25 million to all their schools, $25 million more than the third place conference. It's, it's a totally different thing, and it needs to be treated differently. But th- this is how it had to go. This is what has to happen. And the initial release and the initial story is not strong enough, and I think that's because they are having to kind of chip away at their power or eventually give it the old college try before they break away, at least in in some things. Because it it has to happen this way. And the only way this is good, because as is laid out in Ross's story as well, Charlie Baker, the head of the NCAA's proposal to give all of the athletes the same amount of money was Mm -hmm. not received well privately. And it was said more diplomatically, but he was told privately, that is really stupid. That's going to go nowhere. That makes no sense. You can't do that. So power has got to get taken back. And it's going to happen either one of two ways, because the NCAA can't do it. They can't do it. Congress won't do it. So it's either going to be judges and lawmakers or the two most powerful people in the sport. And who would you rather make decisions for the future of the sport? Your United States Senator? No. Or the Commissioner of the SEC? The Commissioner of the SEC. It's a no-brainer. So yeah. how, how do they do it? They're, they're going to try to figure it out. Uh, what the, the one thing I do really like about Greg Sankey, and I know people in this state have mixed feelings about him, I do like that he constantly talks about how there is value and importance in the NCAA when it comes to not football. That yeah. he, he wants to preserve your volleyball and your women's basketball and your tennis teams and golf because those do provide real value to young people by the tens of thousands all over the country. And so they've got to find a way to try to preserve that while also making practical decisions moving forward. But this is a great first step because the SEC and the Big Ten and their football programs need to be treated differently. They need to be treated differently than the Southern Conference with Furman and Mercer and VMI. You you can't govern them the same anymore. And it's just about freaking time that we stop begging Congress for help. And it's about time that we stop letting judges in California dictate what we can do. Finally, the rich and powerful, which is weird to say, but finally the rich and powerful of college football have decided, you know what, enough is enough. It's time for us to take control because nobody else knows what to do. We do. It's our time now. Y'all get out of the way. And, and this press release was more diplomatic, I think, in reading between the lines in Ross's story, certainly seems like it's headed this direction. They're going to take control. They have to. Or else we're going to have chaos forever. Your text, 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Let us know what you think on the C Spire text line. We will be right back. Real sports talk for Mississippi. 
It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Haydad with you talking about this uh, joint effort from the SEC and the Big Ten joining the joining together to save college sports. I do think the breakaway is coming. I think this is step number one for for them breaking away. They're going to realize. I mean, what, what I've learned is people don't really pay attention. I, I read a, a column in Outkick the other day where that was your first mistake. Um. The uh, the columnist was talking about Brock Purdy's pay being um, it's wrong that Brock Purdy only is making over eight hundred thousand dollars this year to be a quarterback for the Forty ers going to the Super Bowl, where there's a few few dozen college players making more than that. And how wrong that is! And Brock Purdy is an extreme outlier. Um, an extreme outlier. And he's going to get a new contract this offseason that pays him 30 times more than what he's currently making. He's going to be fine. He also has an endor- endorsement deal with Toyota. He just got, I mean, he, he made a few million bucks this year with salary and endorsements. He's okay. You're just, that, that was a weird, a whole column centered around Brock Purdy as if he is the norm and not the extreme exception. But the column ended with the guy saying, well, Every college player should be capped at $100,000. That seems fair, right? And it's like, man, you know, you need to pay attention. Because whether or not you think that's fair or just or whatever doesn't matter because that's not going to happen. Why why people don't see what is going on in the sport that they cover, it blows my mind. It's like you, you have a huge platform at OutKick and you don't realize that the government has already said you can't cap non-employees. It's not going to happen. You cannot do it. It's and weird. On top of that, right wing. I mean, uh, Outkick is a very right-leaning publication. You think if anybody would be in favor of capitalism, unfettered capitalism, it would be the guys that Outkick the coverage. You would think, but it's not. But so so that 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 is that's going to be unchanged. It's you can't change that. The only way you fix it is through some form of collective bargaining. That's the only way that you can restrict, is if the, the players have some kind of seat at the table. No judge, no court, no lawmaker is going to allow you to restrict the earning potential of a non-employee without them having a direct say in what their compensation is and mutually agreeing to it. That is a very American principle. And you can think that it shouldn't be that way, but that is how it is. And so what they have to do moving forward is adjust to that. Make college sports compliant with that. How do they do it? Either make them all employees, which would be destructive because the non-revenue sports would go away, or the SEC and the Big Ten and whoever else wants to come with them breaks away from the NCAA in the two sports that make money. Collectively bargain with them. Pay them what they'll agree to. While you also, in that opportunity, get to restrict the transfer portal, 
You get to restrict movement. You get to add rules that are enforceable. And you can preserve the other sports. That is where this is headed. Because as long as the NCAA exists without that, you cannot restrict movement and you cannot restrict compensation. Judges have already told you that, and there are six lawsuits open right now, and there will be more. You think the NCAA is going 6-0? and No shot. So even though they're saying that this is not an effort to break away, that's the conclusion they'll come to. I'd put my car down on it. Not a valuable car, according to you guys out there listening, but I'll put my car down on it anyway. It's valuable to me because it gets me from A to B. That's what I think Good has point. to happen. Good point here by uh, one of our listeners, 601 Area Code. Purdy is getting paid what he agreed to. Yep. He agreed to that contract. That's what the Niners offered him. He could have been like, no, nah, I want twice that. And they probably would have said no, but that's the, the deal he agreed to. It's the same. It is the same way, though, here with in college. These are the deals that are being agreed to. And I, I want to meet you, the one of you guys. It's, that if somebody comes in like, hey, just go do what you were going to do anyway, but I'll give you an extra two, dollars $300,000 a year. I want to meet the one of you who says, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I do it for the love of my job. Don't worry about it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Chris says, I know football. What's the other sport that's profitable? Men's basketball. And in very, very the end few, of the list. In very, very, very few places. I'm talking less than tw- fewer than twenty. Baseball breaks even or makes a small amount of revenue. Mm-hmm. It's fewer than twenty. If you break even, then you've got one heck of an operation in baseball. Ole Miss, for example, I mean they they had a record season tickets and all that. The, the state hasn't put these public numbers out publicly yet. So until they do, we just have yeah. Ole Miss to reference. Ole Miss made $160,000 on baseball last year. And that is a huge win. Like, ask Keith Carter privately, hey, baseball made one hundred sixty k. what do you think? He's probably like, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Woo! Good yeah, year. Be, be, be thrilled, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, those, it's those two. Donald says, what's the likelihood that they end up employees 50-50 or higher or lower? I think it's, a, it's 100%. It's the, the the question, Donald, moving forward is which athletes become employees? That's the question. And I think for the health of college sports, it needs to be just football and men's basketball. That that's what I'm afraid that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm afraid of. Is if this didn't happen today, I feel really good now about whose hands this is in now. If this didn't happen today, I'd be really concerned because here soon. Some judge or some lawmaker is going to say, all college athletes employees right now. Because that's what the law kind of tells them that they should be anyway. And you know what happens next? Title IX's gone. And so is softball and tennis and soccer and hockey and everything else. But football, men's basketball. And that's it. So who is the question? If it's more than just football, men's basketball, college sports are going to die. It's really that simple. They're going to die. Because once you run like a business and your business loses millions annually, your business doesn't stay open very long. It's true. It is true. So we were talking about with private equity the other day. We're like, you know, private equity comes in and 
their first thing they're going to do is, well, we're cutting everything that loses money. Okay, so you're going to have two sports. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe three, like a school like State and Ole Miss. That's about it, though. That's about it. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to make a promise to Haydad and all of you out there listening because the, the, the Boston College coach who had a losing record entering a hot seat year, taking the defensive coordinator job for the Packers created a discourse among college football media that I find so incredibly exhausting that I can't bring myself to care anymore. And I think we finally hit the the tipping point of, at least for me, we are now at a point where there's no games and everybody's complaining again. But all those people that are complaining right now didn't do any of that from August to early January. Why is that? Why is that? Because there were games. And the games were pretty great, right? Good. Outstanding. The average college football, a lot of them, they have the memory of a goldfish. You know, it's like, and then the game starts. Ooh, games. Mm -hmm. Man, I... I don't. I, I'm not in that group because when all the other growing, groaning, and all that is happening, I'm just like I don't care. Yeah. I just want to get to the games. I, I am the ultimate of I just want to eat the sausage. I don't want to see how the sausage is made. Kind of guy. I mean, how many people? Oh, coaches are leaving. This is terrible. Could have told you. Could tell you now what the Boston College coach's name is. What's his name? Do you know his name? You, I do you know what? his name, but uh, that's my job to know his name, though, yeah. I mean, I've been keeping up with Jeff Halfley. Yeah. I know who he is, yeah. So how, how I, many... I, I, think I, would have known, I think I would have known a month ago what his name was. He had a losing so record and was entering a hot seat year and got yeah. out before he got fired, and people are turning that into, oh, this is terrible. I, I'm, I'm done entertaining the complaining. If you're going to complain, offer a solution. I agree with Richard so much after the Orange Bowl and Kirby Smart was like, somebody's got to fix this. This is awful. Somebody's got to fix it. Well, then te- then present a solution. Because if all you're going to do is complain about the state of college football and you don't then offer Kirby Smart with your huge platform a way to fix it, shut up. I'm not going to entertain it anymore. So, my promise, unless something new breaks, like something like this, it will be Richard Cross bringing up the current state of college football on this show. Won't be me. I'm Good done. Man. Good man. I'm done. Good man. Because the games were we'll awesome. The season was great. Nothing about it changed. Nobody complained during the season because it looked and felt the exact same. And now that there's no games, people are whining. I'm not entertaining the whining anymore. We're just going to talk about games and basketball and baseball and the Super Bowl and whatever else comes up. The SEC and the Big Ten are joining together to try to save it. When new stuff comes out from that, we will talk about it. In the meantime, we got some sad news to get to next in the movie industry. We'll tell you what that is when we come back. Do we more sports talk Mississippi now? Now. thing on the previous topic, actually, because we got this text, and and it's a good one and an important thing to point out. He says, even if they they become employees, collectives aren't going away from name, image, and likeness, which will still drive recruiting. The portal and roster instability is the issue. You're right, 
But that's what making them employees can allow you to do. Take the NFL, for example. The NFL owners and players have to sit at a table together and create the terms of their agreement, the collective bargaining agreement. They have to do that. And so the players have to concede some and the owners have to concede some. So the players get 48.5% of the revenue from the NFL. They have to play a set number of games and and on and on, and, and they negotiate every line item. For college football, if they have the players become employees, you can then restrict movement. You can then enter into contracts that have multiple years on them. You can implement portal windows that are enforceable. You can have all of those things. You have to give a little, which is some of your revenue, but in exchange, you can restrict things. It would be a two-way street, because right now the players have all the power. If, If you go down the employment road, you get that power back. The NFL is more restrictive than college football. Why? Because they collectively bargain. The owners give some, and the players give some. Right now, the quote-unquote owners of college football give everything, and the players give nothing. Employment would change that. All right. Sad news uh, today. Hey, Dad, I know you saw this. The great Carl Weathers uh, has passed away. Yeah, played a huge role in three of the greatest sports movies of all time. Then went on to become a huge character in a bunch of other great movies. Uh, he is in my one of my fa- maybe my favorite action movie of all time, The Pre- Predator. Uh, of course, in Happy Gilmore, iconic as Chubbs. And then found a late career renaissance in the Star Wars universe on The Mandalorian. Versatile actor, could could be your, your top guy, could be the bad guy. He's great. Loved Carl Weathers. They're, they're very, I, can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that Carl Weathers was in that I didn't enjoy watching. If Carl Weathers was in the movie, it's probably a pretty good movie. Rest in peace, man. Great life. Born on January 14th, 1948. He is uh, was, excuse me, 76 years old. Born in New Orleans, by the way, was Carl Weathers. There you go. There you go. Was a defensive end in college at uh, Long Beach yeah. City College. Transferred and played for San Diego State. Was an Aztec in 68 and 69. They won the... Pasadena Bowl with an undefeated record in 1969. Yeah. Played for the Raiders. And also the BC Lions. That, that, tra- that tracks that he played for the Raiders. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Great mustache, Dana. The Raiders were a big mustache team. Excellent mustache. But you're not kidding, man. I mean, his, uh, his, his film IMDb credits are awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic. And just, I mean, just just as Apollo Creed, I guess I should say four because I forget he, he. Spoiler: He dies in Rocky Four. If you haven't seen Rocky Four at this point, just turn off the radio. I, know, I don't right? want your business. Um, but yeah, Apollo Creed is an iconic character uh, in in the history of, of movies. I mean, people know who Apollo Creed is, and I mean, the legacy kind of lives on because they're still making Creed movies about his son. So you have that. I mean, the guy's just the guy's just great. Was a really highly accomplished video game voice actor as well. Mm-hmm. Also, part of my favorite meme 
the uh, the predator handshake. I love that meme. That is a great one, Dylan. <laughs> Can't say the next part. No, but uh, but that's okay. But we're uh, not assassins. <laughs> I love the predator. Well, Does that the movie predator hold up? Is, is it still is great? My... Oh, still great. Absolutely, you could watch it. Have you never seen it? I've seen it. I must say, when when James goes to bed, you should watch it. Yeah, you can watch the pre- you can watch Predator today, and it still holds up a hundred percent. Because even in, in our our land of technology and everything we have today, if you get sent into a hot jungle area, chances are you there's not a lot of communication happening there. So yeah, still holds up. And and Arnold, but yeah, I, uh, great actor, and Jesse versatile, the body Ventura, don't forget, awesome. I mean, seemingly a, a really awesome dude. Uh, on top yeah. of it all, uh, you said three of the most iconic sports movies. Throw Happy Gilmore in there too. I mean, when you when you get people yeah, to yeah. do so five, yeah. five, yeah. And then, like I said, the, the coming back and, and being a part of the Mandalorian, I mean, just showed his versatility. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time I saw him on the Mandalorian, I was like, "It's Apollo Creed. What's Carl Weathers doing here?" But he was really good. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody point out earlier that uh, the the height and athleticism difference between he and Stallone make the it's Stallone beating him obvious, in a fight yeah. a little unrealistic, but you know that's uh, that's movies for you, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers uh, left us at seventy six years old today. Sports Talk Mississippi still a lot to get to. By the way. Basketball tomorrow. Huge, huge basketball games. Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State, Alabama. We will talk about those when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. Just don't think you understand. And if you tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart, he might blow up and kill this man. What do they want? Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. And hey, Dad, with you. It's hour number two on this Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi. Glad that you are with us. We want you to be a part of the show. So please do so on the ceasefire text on 601-879-4395. Somebody getting uh, Food Friday started a little early. It's Braun listening. And hey, Dad, you got to help me with the pronunciation. I don't want to screw up another Mississippi town. I still get uh, grief for... Brown Cheeto, even though that's not what I called it, but I still get grief for it. So help help me out with that pretty, one. So you you can wear this if you get it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's just Agricola. Agricola, okay. Baby backs, Boston butts, and briscuits. That's your food Friday. Also, uh, sick coffee. It's the triple cup. B. I like to see. Yeah, yeah. It looks uh, strange fantastic. brew coffee house. It'd be a little weird if strange brew coffee house was in Agricola. I need. To, I haven't yet to go to one of their locations. I need to do that. Well, next time you're up here, which hopefully will be for the uh, round two of the Egg Bowl of basketball. Tentatively. Oh, okay. Tentatively planning on being there. That's a weekday game, isn't it? Yeah, tentatively planning to be there. 
We'll see. Okay. Are you going to do the show here with me? I, I am working on... Are you going to take the day off? I think that might be what I'd do. Although okay. I'd work. I'd take the day off to work, but, you know. I'd go there, sit you in the press to, box with you guys, and take it in. The press box. You just need to get a ticket so you can have a good seat. I don't have a good seat. You don't want to sit with me. Give me a banana um, suit. I'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll sit courtside. That's what we should do is get you down there with those guys. You need to get here early. We'll go to lunch, though. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. So looking forward to that. Speaking of basketball, we get this text. We'll go right here. Actually, this guy does this every week now, and we appreciate it. He said, for State Bama... It's going to be tough for State. Bama is the second-best scoring team in the country, and they're even better at home, which is crazy. They shoot around 50%. One positive is they turn the ball over quite a bit. State will have to score off turnovers because this will definitely be a final score in the 80s. Joey Brackets, Joe Lenardi of ESPN, the expert bracket guy, has Mississippi State currently a 9 seed. So that is uh, comfortably in. He has their odds at over 80% of making the tournament. But you can't stack losses, so Mississippi State, if they're going to bounce back and not uh, have back-to-back losses, what has to happen tomorrow? Basically what our our listener has told us here, you know, Alabama's a really good team. State can't go toe-to-toe with them. They can't can't just go bucket for bucket with them. So they've got to be able to get some stops, and then when Alabama does turn the ball over, you've got to turn those into points. And then stop me if you've heard this before, but if you go on the line, you got to make those shots. And that's what that's what hurt State three weeks ago against Alabama. They just mm-hmm. they didn't make enough enough free throws. So if they can do that, they'll have a chance to win. Um, Alabama, you know, doesn't have the, the 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 physical size that State has, so State can can maybe get some things going offensively that way. And they need Hubbard to show up. You know, he had a huge game. He did enough to win Tuesday night. You know, he just got let down a little bit. Um, so he needs to have those. He needs to keep having those kind of games. And the schedule does get easier. I mean, lose Saturday and you're in a weird spot, win loss record wise. But I mean, you have Georgia at home, Missouri, Arkansas at home, LSU certainly yeah, beatable. It, gets easier. It, it does get easier for them. But uh, the winning's got to start soon. I mean, the, the metrics love them, but I mean, you, you can't go into Selection Sunday with seven conference wins, right? No, you definitely cannot do that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, if if they can get a win here, it's going to be it'll be great for them. But even if they don't, they, they the, the coming after this, going to the Georgia game and beyond, that's where they got to start piling up some wins. For uh, for sure. On the flip side, our uh, our basketball expert here on the text line, really good stuff on consecutive weeks. He says for Ole Miss Auburn. It's a road game in an electric environment. Keys are how well Auburn shoots. They're 11 of 49 in the last two losses from three, and they need someone else besides Johnny Broom to score. Ole Miss is a top-10 team at home statistically. And, yeah, I'm curious to see a couple of things. One, uh, bounce back is not the right phrase, but but Ole Miss did have a big emotional win on uh, on Tuesday night. And, you know, are they going to be able to get up and do it again? You would hope so. It's at home. It's Auburn. You know, they're college kids. The game was on Tuesday. They'll, they'll be fine from an energy perspective. But uh, to, to get back up and execute and play well again is something that they're going to have to do. I mean, you, I don't think you can have CSA in foul trouble, for example. I don't think you can let Auburn build seven-point leads in the first half, for example. Uh, the, those kind of things. They're, they're going to have to shoot better early 
tomorrow than they did against Mississippi State because Auburn is just elite and they're deep. And if, if you allow your crowd to, to get out of the game, if you will, and let Auburn get comfortable, you're going to lose. I know Ole Miss already played Auburn on the road, so this isn't the best example. But if this game was on the road coming off of that Mississippi State game, I would be willing to take whoever Ole Miss is playing at almost any point spread. Just because, like you said, the emotion of that game, it will, it would be a letdown. Having it at home, though, and what Richard has been telling us is going to be an outstanding crowd there uh, in the pavilion, that they will carry that team. Again, I, I don't know how well they match up with Auburn, and it could be a repeat of what we saw a few weeks ago, but I won't be surprised if it's much, much closer because the the, the, the atmosphere will carry the Rebels as, much, as far as it can. Yeah, and, and Auburn deserves credit for this for sure, but, but Ole Miss really did play poorly at Auburn. They turned the ball over. Um, Flanagan, for example, and I don't mean to put myself uh, inside the head of a player, but it looked like returning to Auburn where he spent years, you know, going there and the emotions of it in, in a place that, you know, you would assume he has really good memories from playing there and, and good feelings and to go there and kind of get jeered and booed the whole time. You could tell he was pressing a lot. And, and that team really was uncomfortable throughout the course of the game. I think the environment got to him and, you know, there's a reason Auburn's worse on the road than they are at home. There's a reason everybody in college basketball is worse on the road than they are at home. So um, it's not like Ole Miss was out of, you know, character for the rest of the sport. But venue matters here. and, and But they've got to play cleaner. They, they do play much cleaner at home. But th- that's what allowed Auburn to really just kind of jump out and, and never relinquish control. Is Ole Miss was just sloppy with the basketball. Bad possessions, turnovers. Stuff like that. Can't do that tomorrow if you want a chance. And uh, and we'll see. Game is a hard sellout. If you want to go, you can pay 100 dollars to sit in the upper decks on the secondary markets if you'd like. Uh, it's, um, they'll probably break. I would assume they would break Tuesday's record uh, when it comes to uh, actual uh, attendance there tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, it should be nuts. They're doing a powder blue out. A, a powder out. A pout. Powder out. Powder out. I love okay. that color. I, and uh, there are some traditionalists that don't. I love that color. I think it is such a great color, and you should lean in. Oh, but you look like North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina's color is awesome. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know. I really like it. No, it's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, this is the thing about college sports. Everybody kind of looks like each other. There's only so many colors. Nobody's going purple, green, teal, and yellow. All right, you know, there's only so many shades of red and blue and everything else out there. So sometimes you're going to have some overlap. It's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. Although I do think uh, my uh, my Pelicans need to go into a color scheme direction that nobody else uses. So they have they should go Mardi Gras colors. Well, they're they're wearing these city editions this year that are black mm-hmm. with lime green accents and they, they have a court design that that has that and the the bird logo is a skeleton and that needs to be their permanent color scheme it looks amazing and nobody else in sports uses it there's no black and lime green anywhere i mean in any sport nah. is there nah black and lime green no not lime green no, no. but there's a ton of red white and blue and trust me, I love yeah. the colors of the American flag, but th- there's a ton of red, white, and blue. Do you? I do. I love this country. Okay. 
Well, I think the Pelicans need to go purple, green, gold. Just lean into Mardi go, go Gras, Mardi Gras the whole year. And, you know, that's what if you remember the old jazz uniforms, that's yeah. what colors they were because they came from New Orleans. They they were the Mardi Gras colors. Uh, imagine that. So, six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. We got a text earlier that, to, to be honest with you, kind of confused me a little bit. It was um, about Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl because that's all everybody's talking about. But it was, are y'all going to talk about the strange Taylor Swift effect on the Super Bowl? What do you mean? What? And I'm not being flippant. It's just the, the strange effect on the Super Bowl. What do you mean? Like what betting is strange lines or, 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 or what? The Super Bowl hits different. Nailed it. Ah? Nailed it. Ah. Got some of your texts. We will get to those. No, Debbie, hold off on your food. We're, we're not starting Food Friday yet, but we've gotten a couple early submissions, so we read them because why not? Save yours because you're going to lead us off as you always do. That'll be at 520. We'll get to more of your messages, though, when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. I can't decide if this texter is joking or not when he says America wants or the powers in America want Kansas City to win. It's the best publicity story. The game has been decided. No, he believes it. No, that's 100%. He believes it. 100%. I hope not. I mean, you, you hope that he doesn't believe it? Yeah, I, I hope that. Well, you're, you're just out of you're out of luck on that one. He believes it. I know that there are political commentators that are broaching the topic of that that it's all manufactured to get the current president reelected. Reelected, and I, I just I, I will say this: this is more for Gallo Monday at six, but. There are people that think that when Taylor Swift makes an endorsement, which she probably won't, but if she does, that it could sway the election. I saw that headline, actually, from a real publication. Um, and then if you look at their data, because the Swifties are large in numbers, whoever she would endorse could gain possibly 18 percentage points in voters. But... There would be about 17% of people that would do the opposite of her, and it would be a negligible thing. Her endorsement would literally really? impact nothing about said election. So don't of, just don't worry about it. The other side of that coin is the average Taylor Swift fan is going to vote Democrat or not regardless at all. of what or just not she did, whether she endo- or not at all, regardless of what she does, like. The average Taylor Swift fan, even if Taylor Swift were to endorse Trump, would probably still vote Democrat. Or 
Not at all, because they're not at all. So, well, I think young people are. Uh, here we go. Uh, I think young people are, are are voting more nowadays. But by and large, yeah. I mean, the average Taylor Swift fan is 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 going to be a little left leaning. Yeah. He said, "I do believe it. I wish I didn't." I, of course, he does. You, you know, Taylor Swift has dated other famous people before. Like she dated John Mayer. What was that to? You know, secure the vote nobody of people that don't su- shower daily. I, I mean, somebody nobody fixed the Super Bowl for the Cowboys when Jessica Simpson was dating Tony Romo. Uh, I don't know how to say what I actually just, think about this. I, I don't know how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Taylor, let's just move forward. Taylor Swift forward. Is, is dating just, just Travis Kelsey because they're two celebrities dating each other. That's why. Travis Kelsey's in the Super Bowl because the Chiefs are really good and they're quarterbacked by the best player on the planet. The, the American government didn't rig football games to get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because the Chiefs made the Super Bowl before Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey started dating each other. Yeah. They were in the Super Bowl, you know. Remember last year when they won the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. They have the best quarterback in the game. That, that goes a long way towards winning Super Bowls. He says, guarantee Vegas does as well, and the line will probably show it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog in this game. You can get yeah, Mahomes as an the underdog. Your favorite. Yeah. Greatest quarterback on the planet. An underdog. <sighs> but, but, so, anything what, else in the world happening? When the Chiefs Literally, win, anything. when the Chiefs win, you're going to get political commentators that will will parrot that and not oh, that they have the greatest quarterback confirmation on the bias. planet. Yeah, yeah. Do you see that? I mean, the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a good team. They've been to six straight AFC Championship games. They've won two Super Bowls in the last six years, and now a chance to win their third. Mahomes is as good as it gets. And you're going to sit there and try to tell me that, that the NFL has rigged this. What? What? Think. Think. Use your brain. Think. That's a great way to put it. Just think about it for a second. Did you see that picture, though, of Patrick Mahomes? They, they had the, the NFL put a video out of, like, a locker room celebration. Because Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, he's a father of two. Uh, he and his wife have two kids, mm-hmm. I believe. And for whatever reason, despite being a supreme athlete, Patrick Mahomes has a bit of a dad bod going. And there was a really bad angle of this video that made Patrick Mahomes look like he was chubby. <laughs> and he, he screenshotted it and said, NFL, what are you doing to me? I'm a dad now. I mean, he looks he looks out of shape. I look physically better than he does on this picture. It's, it makes no sense at all. He was having a lot of fun with it online this week because the NFL made oh, yeah. him look like he was fat. Dad bod is the way to go. That's what everybody wants. He runs, though, like like he shouldn't move as well as he does. I mean, th- yeah. this is kind of a gross way to describe it, but it's the best way I can think of. He runs like he's got to go to the bathroom. That's how he runs. He's, like, all upright and, and stiff and, like, doesn't – like, his his knees don't come up, and he's, like, shuffling, and he outruns the best athletes in the world. It, it makes no sense at all. I mean, I'm for it. I'm for non-athletic-looking people being athletic. The Chiefs have been underdogs in five of the last six playoff games. Look at how stupid we all are. 
Look how stupid we are. Why do you think they are above doing that? Think. Wait. Why do I think the NFL is above rigging its games? Is that what you're asking me? Can you imagine those those thoughts? Because apparently the college games aren't rigged, right? right. So you go to the NFL, you get drafted, and you, you that first sit down, you're like, all right now, just so you know, we don't play for real anymore. Now, you could still get a life-threatening injury out here, but it's our, the, the outcomes are already decided. Okay. Well, like, you know what? You're right. You're right. No, no, he's right. Move forward. N- new topic. New topic. Move yeah. forward. Zay Flowers right. fumbled on purpose. It, on the way into yeah. the end zone to score, fumbled on purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Had it in his earpiece. Hey, Zay, go go fumble now. Because got to send Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl. Crazy. Crazy world. Really, uh, really is. Six-year one. Eight, seven, nine, 43, 95. And, uh, hey, it's got to be me. Hey, Dad, it's got to be Hey, look, 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 it's got to be me. So, hey, Dad lost his connection. We're doing this in real time, and I've, I've got to hand signal him, and I don't know sign language, but it it's on my end. It's it's me. This is hilarious. Live radio. I'm going to cut this video <laughs> just so all of you can see what just happened. Um, thought Patrick called it his baby bump. He did. He absolutely did. I mean, uh, when, around when James was born, I gained weight, too. I mean, the, the dad bod is a real thing. You know, there's more food in the house. My goodness, I ate, and I replaced it before he found out, but, but we keep goldfish in the house constantly. Got to have goldfish around. And I ate an entire box of goldfish like two days ago. It still happens. Dad bods are a real thing. So, anyway, 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. Bruce Marshall going to join us next like he always does. We'll get uh, basketball picks from him. Uh, as Ole Miss and State are entering big games. you got games all around the SEC as well this weekend, uh, obviously. It's a Saturday in college basketball. It's what we get. Also, if you're a glutton for punishment or if you have like a, a, a kid that's acting up and uh, and timeouts aren't working and you know taking toys away aren't working, Missouri plays Vanderbilt at 2.30 on the SEC Network. So if you're trying to implement some new punishment, you know, if you're if you're not big on uh, on on spanking or or something like that, and you need to get your kid to shape up, SEC Network two thirty Missouri at Vanderbilt, thirteen combined wins between those two teams. Missouri's zero and eight in the SEC, zero and eight. How did that happen? They were, uh, I mean, a huge like success story a year ago, and now they've completely fallen off the face of the earth. Um, Arkansas LSU tomorrow. That's at 11. South Carolina at Georgia. Tricky game for the Gamecocks there. Kind of an important one for Georgia. The metrics don't really like them that much, but to get to 5-4 and four in the SEC with a win over South Carolina would be big for them. Florida at A&M, and uh, the big one nationally tomorrow anyway, Tennessee at Kentucky. Uh, that is tomorrow night at the same time as Mississippi State, Alabama. We get this message. I looked at the script for next year. Caleb Williams is confirmed to bust from Roger Goodell himself. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, talk about how he is unwanting to go to Chicago. And uh, apparently his dad called Colin Cowherd and corrected that or whatever. Um, I would be really concerned if I was an NFL team drafting Caleb Williams. I know he's super talented, but 
By the way, his record against ranked teams and his stats against ranked teams are, are quite bad, to be honest with you. But then you've got the other stuff. You've got the you know crying after a regular season loss and the um, sneaking out and not doing press conferences and I don't know. I just being a diva quarterback like that. I don't think it's going to work in the NFL. I'd be really concerned if I were looking to draft Caleb Williams myself. Every story is just more off-putting than the last. We'll get Haydad back, and we'll talk to Bruce when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi. Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Bruce Marshall, like he does every Friday, joins us right now. Vegas Insider, among other places. You can get his picks. Bruce, so glad that you are with us. I, I want to, if you can remember, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Take us back to Tuesday night when uh, when Mississippi State played at Old Miss. Did you uh, did you play that game? What, what was your lean on that? And then just some thoughts uh, on the uh, on the outcome there between the Rebels and the Bulldogs on Tuesday night. We did, Michael. We had uh, we had Ole Miss uh, in that game, uh, and I, it's mostly because of playing at home. Uh, it was turned into a really good game, higher scoring than I thought it was going to be. So I didn't end up. I mean, it was a pretty gallant effort by Mississippi State. But um, in the Rebs' case, and we, we've talked about that before with you on Friday's here. I mean, home being at home uh, means something there, and uh, nice win for uh, Coach uh, Beard. Uh, and uh, yeah, we did uh, we did kind of like uh, Ole Miss a little bit on Tuesday night. Let's stick uh, with the Rebels in in the same uh, arena. So Auburn traveling to Ole Miss tomorrow. Auburn smoked Ole Miss at home uh, when they played not too terribly long ago. Uh, does the home court have an impact on the way you look at this game too? It does, because I don't think it's going to be as bad for Ole Miss. I mean, I think they could win this game at home. We've seen uh, Auburn uh, have a couple of uh, problems out here on the SEC road lately, so you know they're not. Uh, I'm not as scared to go against Auburn as I was uh, earlier in the year. So, uh, in in that vein, I, I could sort of, uh, I could sort of, uh, I'm, I'm less reluctant to go against uh, to go against Auburn right now, uh, especially when they're out on the road. Um, and I think that that certainly uh, can mean something. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Flanagan against his old team might have been pushing it a little bit the first game, and uh, he did not uh, have a great uh, game. Uh, so maybe getting back at home will help him. But uh, Auburn has proven a little bit vulnerable here on the SEC road, so I could see leaning a little to uh, Ole Miss in the rematch. Mississippi State has not been good on the road this year. 0-5 for the Bulldogs. They've been great in neutral site games, which I, maybe that bodes well for them come tournament time. But a, a, another road trip this weekend to Alabama, who they've already lost to. I'm seeing an eight-point line here in that one. I, I would lean towards Alabama being able to cover that, Bruce. What do you think? Yeah, I am too, and uh, I'm not in the mood to go against Alabama right now after I had Georgia the other night, and I thought 
the Bulldogs are looking really good in that game until right at the end uh, they uh, they just uh, uh, fell behind and they couldn't catch up. And Bama can score uh, points so quickly um, with uh, with their offense, which is uh, you know one of the top scoring, if not the top scoring in, in the country. And, uh, you know, Sears, I don't know that Sears was even this good, you know, when he came out of the Mac, but he has been really something, um, you know, Estrada has uh, picked up, uh, you know, right where uh, he left off from the, in, coming in on the portal. Uh, they just, they, they can hurt you so much. They're about 50% shooting from the floor and about 40% from yeah. beyond the arc. i just too scared to go against those guys in Tuscaloosa. So um, I, I, I'm... I'm I'm not in the mood to go against Alabama right now. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. This is kind of a big picture question for you, Bruce. But we talked about it a little bit earlier this week. We, you know, we do our fishing line of the week, and and there was a game between the Celtics and the Pacers. And I said these two teams average about 125 points a game, and I thought that the over was a good play there, and, and it ended up hitting. So score one for me after all these years. NBA scoring is ridiculous. So you got teams scoring 130, 140 points sometimes and not winning the basketball game. You know, just from your perspective, are people betting these overs a lot more? Are they catching on to this? Yeah, uh, yes, or they're at least adjusting the prices up there. It's a good observation. I mean, I was thinking, I was just talking with somebody the other day. I mean, we used to routinely see totals beneath 200. Uh yeah. up until like last year. Um, you know, and, and sometimes well below in the 180s. I can't remember totals like in the 170s for some of these games. And I don't think I've seen one this year uh, beneath 200. And even tonight, you know, Orlando and Minnesota, and I like Orlando a lot uh, this year. So they're, they're playing games a little bit more of a controlled pace. 212, 213, that's a low total uh, for this year. Mm-hmm. You've got a 249 and a half in Atlanta tonight. Yes. Um, and there's a two, what's, what's uh, Sacramento, Indiana, at 240? 248.5. 248.5, yeah, those are two teams that get up and uh, down the court. Uh, so you're right. I mean, they've, they've pushed these totals so upward. I mean, I've released some overs on totals up there, you know, in the 240. A lot, Indiana's slowed down a little bit from its pace earlier in the season. Uh, but there's not a lot of team. I mean, you know, the Knicks, Still play, uh, you know, sometimes at a slower pace. Mention Orlando, they seem to play at sort of a controlled pace. Um, Houston can. Houston's playing tonight um, against Toronto, so we'll see how that goes. But you're right. I mean, they, they've put these totals up there very high, very high, and people are still betting the overs, and the overs are still cashing. So, so Bruce, uh, we'll get Super Bowl stuff with you next week, but I, I do just want to throw this out there. We had a listener text us earlier that uh, the, the Chiefs continue to be underdogs. What was it, Hayden? Five of the last six playoff games? Five of the last six playoff th- games. They've been underdogs. Yeah. When do people catch up to the fact that Patrick Mahomes is not somebody that should be an underdog in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of these days they might, uh, but not yet. I mean, it's sometimes, you know, you know, the regular season stuff sort of carries over, and uh, I, I think people still remember the Chiefs just not – looking that great for a lot of the regular season and losing that game on Christmas to the Raiders. I point out, this team lost lost games to Denver and the Raiders this year, and here they are in the Super Bowl. But it is the Chiefs, and they have figured out this thing in the postseason, and they have won at Buffalo and Baltimore. 
but I, I thought they would put this game right on Pickham and just let let the market choose. Um, but they decided to make San Francisco a very slight favorite here. Um, at that at that sort of a minimal price, I don't think it's going to impact unless you know San Francisco wins by one. Um, but I'm a little surprised they didn't put this in at least at Pickham because then. Chiefs just keep winning here, and, and Mahomes in the playoffs has been awfully good. So I hear what you're saying. Uh, being out there uh, in Vegas, so uh, Super Bowl in Vegas, the the industry that you're in has changed a whole heck of a lot, Bruce, uh, since, since you started. Uh, I mean, what do you think about all that? The, the NFL used to be so anti – I mean, it, it, like – gambling what was a curse word in the NFL not too terribly long ago, and now they're hosting a Super Bowl in Vegas. It's remarkable, Michael. And we, we chart, you know, I talked to Brett uh, up in Memphis in the last, within the last hour, and I was talking to him. I said, you know what? It was, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago, if you mentioned, one, that there would, uh, first of all, you could bet legally on, on NFL games in the States. Two, uh, that there would be a team based in Las Vegas. Three, that they would play a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Within the last decade, that would have seemed unfathomable. Uh, so it has moved at a, a rate of speed that it, it's hard to comprehend. Uh, but I still go back, and it, this is now water under the bridge, and nobody seems to consider this anymore, but... Uh, I do because when New Jersey, this is all New Jersey's doing, and they're the ones they picked up the baton and pushed this uh, sports gaming thing through, and they had to get challenged in federal court, where all the pro sports leagues uh, uh, joined the federal government against uh, the against New Jersey, uh, and all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, they were all against New Jersey. And the way the NFL and every pro sports league and all the college, uh, the NC2A as well, but especially the pro leagues, the way they immediately, a 180-degree turn, as soon as that ruling came from the Supreme Court uh, back in the spring of 2018, within 24 hours they started to embrace it after being so adamantly opposed to it. I, I mean, something's something is amiss there. Just It's sort of... I don't know how to read that other than the, the character of some of these people in the pro sports, the way they could be so adamantly against it, and then all it took was that one court decision, and then they embrace it. Um, that's why I'm, I'm a little reluctant on all this loving of the sports gaming from the pro leagues now, because like you say, they were so against it for so long, to the point, I mean, they challenged it in court all the way. And then once they lost, they finally you know, joined forces. Very odd. Very, uh, very odd indeed. And then you have the Alabama baseball coach thing, and just a lot of stuff going on yeah. in the uh, in the sports gambling world. Bruce, you are the absolute best. Thank you so much for your time again. We'll talk a lot of Super Bowl with uh, with you next week. So thanks a lot for your time, and uh, good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, have fun. Thanks. That's Bruce Marshall, our good friend Bruce Marshall, joining us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. One thing we need to ask him next week, and we would have asked him today, but we're going to run out of time because I want a more detailed answer. But you know, it looks like we're headed towards online sports betting being available here to us in the state of Mississippi. You know, I want to know his thoughts on you know where to go. You know, what are what are some online sports books that you know you should look at? What should you be looking for? What you know, what kind of odds should you be trying to get? Things like that. I'd be interested to hear his thoughts on that. 
We'll talk about that a little bit next because it's uh, it's big news uh, around here. It hadn't passed yet, but it uh, it certainly might. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Six year one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. And hey, Dad, with you. So, the story of the week at Crossover, reading from Super Talk Mississippi News, involving sports, specifically online sports gambling. The House of Representatives of the state of Mississippi, uh, in a 97 to 14 vote yesterday, passed House Bill 774, which is known as the Mississippi Mobile Sports Wagering Act, if it's approved by the Senate and, of course, signed by the governor. It will allow residents of age, which is 21 for sports gambling, to legally place wagers on their mobile devices outside of the walls of a state brick-and-mortar casino. Which, by the way, if you're going to spend some time at a casino, at a sports book, the sports book at Timeout Lounge at the Pearl River Resort. But there was some concern about that, as you're just going to let DraftKings and FanDuel come in here unfettered. What does that mean for the casinos? There's a caveat in the bill mobile sports betting uh will like platforms like the aforementioned DraftKings FanDuel whatever would be forced to partner with a brick and mortar uh casino in the state of Mississippi have to have one so what that will look like for our friends at Pearl River Resort I, I don't know we'll have to find out but you will still be able to support the good people at the Pearl River Resort have been really good to us for a long time now. And uh, that partnership will continue, and, and looking forward to that. You you won't have to go there to place wagers on sports and support them still. You can do both. You can be at the comfort of your home up there in Corinth or down there in Biloxi or in Greenwood or in Madison or wherever, and you can still use Pearl River Resort to place your wagers on your sports, so that was a, a an interesting caveat that, and that's why this is going through. That's why it seems like this is going right. to pass. I'm no political expert, but it sounds like it's going to pass because the forced partnership with the current casinos and the online platforms. If you're going to use them, they have to use a Mississippi casino to offer it to you. You know, Richard mentioned the other day that uh, our next. Trip to the uh, to the Golden Moon to Pearl River Resort will be around uh, the March around March Madness, like we've done the past couple of years. So, perhaps by that point, this law could be passed and in effect, and we'll have some more clarity. Or if nothing else, we can you know get some ideas from them. Like, hey, when this goes through, what is y'all's plan? And we'll certainly want to talk to them about that. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Look, I I, I don't have a whole lot of money. In fact, very little. Uh, it's almost like tiny but humans. You could win a lot of money if you make the right choices. Then you could be rich. Richer than even Richard Cross. That probably won't happen to me considering my track record, but it can for some people. Okay. 
But uh, yeah. t- tiny humans cost a lot of money. But the expendable income I do have, th- there's no doubt in my mind that I will use whatever app Pearl River Resort is using, whether it, whatever it is. I'll throw five bucks on a game tonight. If I when that, I mean, I would do that tonight. I'd bet on the Pelicans tonight. It's probably going to cost me money, but I'd throw five bucks on it. I'm already watching the game anyway. Might as well have a little bit of something extra. Yeah. And there are a lot of people, yeah. so many people like me, that aren't going to be your money bags, big, you know, four figure, five figure, six figure spenders on games. Shout out Brad Bohannon. But the the volume of extra bets that Pro River Resort is going to get because of this is a great thing for not only a you know good group of Mississippians there, but also the tax revenue and what can be done with the tax revenue. I, I don't see a downside here. No, no. The, 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 the only downside is that, well, I don't want to go too far down this road, but the, 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 the issues that people have brought up with gambling in the past, they will bring it up again. And I understand and there the are issues. Are, I mean, there's there are moral issues and not legal right. and financial issues. And you know, it's um, way too much politics today, Borky. I know, way too much today. I know, but this you know is good for us and and a partner of ours and and all that. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. And and yes, there are downsides. Uh, I mean, it's not dissimilar from. You, you can go to a store up the street. I mean, there's a store a mile from my house where I can go and buy 90-proof alcohol, you know? Uh, I mean, I can consume that responsibly. Others can. Some people can. But are you going to limit the opportunities for people that can do it safely for the sake of the few who can't? No, probably not. Same thing with online sports gambling. Yes, it's problematic for some, but are you really going to disregard the tax revenue and the, yeah, the freedom exactly. of those who can handle it? No. So, sounds like it's going to go through. We will uh, We will have to see. We will have to see. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. College football fix when we come back. Well, the uh, Southern Miss had uh, a former Southern Miss player anyway, had a really good day, as it turns out, at their all-star game. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. Hour number two is in the books. College Football Fix, Food Friday, coming your way when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Don't go anywhere. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. Porky and Haydad with you. Five o'clock hour Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday. We've got a college football fix coming up here shortly. Get your submissions ready for Food Friday. That'll be at 520. What are you cooking this weekend? We want to hear it. We want to see it on the text on 601-879-4395. How about this for a dumb idea, though, to lead the five o'clock hour? Peter Thiel, I believe is his last name. He's a billionaire. 
is funding something called the Enhanced Games. This is a real thing. They are trying to rival the Olympics. And the Enhanced Games are going to have athletes that are on steroids and other PEDs. Whatever they want. They'll do weightlifting in track and field and things like that to compete against the Olympics. They are currently negotiating with host sites. And yes, the steroid games are a real thing that a real billionaire is trying to make mainstream. Sure, why not? The difference in athlete performance will not make up for the ridiculous gimmick that this will be, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's not like these guys are going to be lifting 5,000 pounds now that they can juice. It'll be a little bit more. Might be a little bit faster. Might be a little bit stronger. And it'll be completely delegitimized. What uh, what do I know? But that's in the news today. What are we doing? We we are losing the plot in sports. But it's time for the college football fix anyway. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Test drive one today. We have some late starts in basketball tomorrow, so you've got a free Saturday morning. Test drive an F-150. Spend your Saturday afternoon looking at a new Ford truck at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. The F-150's been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. Get in one today, and you will not want to get out. Just ask Richard Cross. Shrine Bowl happened this week. The Shrine Bowl, one of the many college all-star games where they can show off in front of NFL scouts, and Frank Gore Jr. of Southern Miss had a huge, huge week at the Shrine Bowl, capped off with a game MVP honor. Apparently, again, had a really impressive week of practice. Uh, NFL scout guys and, and draft guys have, I mean, every time I've seen that name pop up, it's Frank Gore Jr.'s feet look really good here. Despite his size, he's powerful. Here's an example. On and on and on. Capping off with a game MVP is one heck of a week for uh, for Frank Gore Jr., for sure. Yeah, I feel bad for USM. They get the quarterback in, and and now the star running back's gone, so somebody else is going to have to step up and, and fill that role. And that's going to be a hard role to fill. Frank Gore, one of the all-time greats uh, down there in Hattiesburg. What a career he had. But you know, his name alone will get him on some draft boards, right? They'll be like, well, that, that's Frank Gore's kid. We should at least give him a look, right? If we get half the career his dad had, we, we did good drafting him. Um, but he's a, a versatile, good, quality running back that you can get in the later rounds or maybe as an undrafted free agent. I think he'll get drafted late rounds. And, I mean, I'll be surprised. I'm not telling you right here, sitting here saying that, yeah, he's going to be an all-pro or anything like that. But if you told me he had a productive NFL career, I would totally buy into that. Completely. Absolutely. And and smaller running backs are having success in the NFL lately. Sizes, uh, because they're being used differently, right? I mean, not everybody can be Derrick Henry. You, You know, 5'11", 230 as a running back is not necessary. Anymore, you've got small guys making their way, and that's not. It sounds disrespectful, but it's just you know Frank Gore Jr.'s size 
is is something that will be looked at as kind of a detriment for him. But when you look around the NFL, it's not so much the case anymore. Uh, smaller running backs are finding their way, and uh, and he certainly uh, will be a part of that. There was a picture of Frank Gore Sr. taking video of Frank Gore Jr. Uh, getting that award last night, and a lot of people were doing the, oh, no, I feel so old right now thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we were at the Connerly, I saw Frank Gore Sr., and I was just like, gosh, dog, man. I wa- I was not in college when that guy was playing in college. I watched him play in college, his dad. And now his son is finishing up his career. Yeah, seeing those kind of things makes you, makes you, makes you think, you know. Yeah, yeah, for uh, for sure. Other college football news. So we talked about it earlier today. If you want to hear our extended thoughts, you can just wherever you get your podcast. If you're a podcast listener, or if you have a iPhone, hopefully from C Spire, you have a podcast app already on your phone. Search Sports Talk Mississippi. Subscribe. You get this show commercial free uploaded takes about 20 minutes or so after the show for that to to get there to your phone uh check it out there you can listen to our extended thoughts on that but just in case you missed it the sec and the big 10 announced a partnership where greg sankey tony petiti their ad's and chancellors are going to get together to try to essentially save college sports from itself uh they are going to start putting their foot down it sounds like. So if you want to read about it, it's certainly online for you. But that's what's going on. We'll see what that looks like in the months and possibly years ahead. But Greg Sankey and, and Tony Petiti, the commissioners, have had enough of having uh, the same say as um, the CAA or the SOCON or the Patriot League. They've had enough, and they are putting their foot down. Elsewhere in college football, this is fascinating. Ryan Grubb, a big selling point uh, for the Kalen DeBoer hire was he was bringing Ryan Grubb with him to Tuscaloosa, his very good and successful offensive coordinator. Might be a very short-lived tenure as the offensive coordinator at Alabama. According to Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio, for a league source, Grubb could be joining the new Mike McDonald staff as an offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. It's not finalized yet. He hasn't been hired, but he is definitely one of the very few candidates under consideration for the job. Ooh, that would um that wouldn't change things about what I expect Alabama to be in 2024, but Alabama people are really not going to like that if that goes down. No. And you know, it becomes a question of who do they go get? Because when you talk about college offensive coordinators right now, everybody's kind of set up, right? Everybody's where they're going to be. So somebody's getting plucked. Do they find another head coach? Do they go the Kane Womack route and find a small offensive-minded head coach at a G5 school and bring him on board as the offensive coordinator? Do they do they look to the NFL? Where where are they going to go? You know, I don't think DeBoer DeBoer doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would go to the NFL for a coordinator, right? The kind, of the concepts, and the stuff he likes to do offensively is very collegiate. Mm-hmm. So, so I, somebody's getting plucked, and I, I don't know who it would be. Speaking of that, another college football news item today hasn't become official yet either. But it looks like the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to hire Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen for the same role in Tampa. So he was with Sean McVay. 
Went to Kentucky. I can't settle down. He can't settle down. Now he's back in the NFL. Well, hold on. Go. He was at Kentucky. He was at Kentucky. Then he went to Sean McVay. Yeah. Then he went to the to Kentucky again, and now he's back in the NFL. He can't. He, snap, he can't snap, work snap. anywhere longer than two years. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get new jobs every year. So, I mean, I didn't think Kentucky was all that great offensively this past year. Two years ago, when the the year that Will Levis was a, uh, I guess, a junior, uh, offensively they were pretty good. They were pretty good that year. Um, last year, they were not as, as great. And I think part of that, Devin Leary was no Will Levis. Mm. And I, I know we gave Will Levis a lot of grief here on this podcast, but, I mean, that that's a fair statement. I was interested to see what he would do with Brock Vandergriff, the uh, – Transfer from Georgia was very highly touted in the recruiting process, but instead, again, Kentucky's going to be on the lookout now as well, unless they just want to promote from within, which I doubt they would. Um, so I don't know. This, this coaching carousel, has it ever gone this deep? No. This deep into the in, into the. I mean, we're February 2nd. Think about it. You know, uh, National Signing Day is uh, just a few. It's, it's what? It's Wednesday. Now, granted, it's it's not the same National Signing Day anymore. It is Wednesday, but, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a lot of there's there's still a lot of uncertainty yeah. surrounding a lot of these college football programs, and, and two SEC schools might be looking for offensive coordinators in the, in the coming weeks. Spring practice will start soon too. Now they'll have coordinators by then, but I mean they should. Yeah. Everybody else in the league though is is working now. They're not supposed to, but they're all. If you're DeBoer, do you maybe in in year one do you just say I'll just call the plays, and you try to just find somebody to be a quarterbacks coach? Because I mean, that might not be how a bad many idea. Co- top offensive coordinators that are worthy of the job at Alabama are there right now? I mean, there can't be that many. Not many, but unless you're going to pluck from another school, in which case the chain reaction. I mean, at the end, of, I'm just going to throw a name out here. I'm not saying anything, but if you were to like say go get Charlie Weiss Jr., okay, then. Ole Miss has to get a guy. Right. And you go on and you go on. It never ends. That's your college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Debbie got us started like she always does. A food Friday when we come back. Send them in. 601-879-4395. That's the text line. Send what you're cooking this weekend in there. We'll be back. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. Question on the text line. Do you guys think more college coaches will take NFL jobs with NIL and Portal taking off? Yeah, there's there's this talking point that college coaches are fed up and they're trying to get out to the NFL, but here's the thing about that talking point that they just fail to um, discuss. College coaches have always wanted to go to the NFL. Nick Saban went to the NFL. Bill O'Brien went to the NFL. The, the NFL has always had a higher quality of life than a college coach. Now, it's even greater today, but Liam Cohen being the offensive coordinator for the Bucks is a better job than being the offensive coordinator for Kentucky. I, I can't even believe th- th- there are people that cover college football that I really like and respect that are using Liam Cohen as the example for why things are terrible. And it's like, guys, you're really trying to say that he should have in in a past life, stayed at Kentucky over 
The Buccaneers? What are we talking about? In 2016, he takes that job too. <laughs> that might drop it, Monty. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I agree with you, yeah. I didn't know where we were going there. But it is now yes, time. Yes. It is now time for the best segment of the week. Food Friday presented by Polk's and our good friend our good friends at Polk's Meat. I didn't even butcher the picky people part. I butchered Polk's Meat. What is wrong with me? Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I'm just excited about uh talking about what you guys are cooking this weekend, what uh, what you're putting on the grill, what we're putting on the grill because it's something that that we do all the time and we do it with Polk's. Uh, right off of Highway 49 in between Jackson and Hattiesburg. It's a Mississippi company that makes the best meat products that you can buy anywhere, but especially here in this great state. If you go to your meat department and they don't have Polks on the shelves, ask them for it. They'll give it to you because you're a picky person, and picky people pick Polks. Brian Haydad, what are your cooking plans this weekend? Well, first off, I had to do exactly that today. Because my local grocery store has, has stopped carrying the Polk's original, which I wanted, to, I'm, I'm going to want for next weekend's plans. All they has the Cajun style, which I love, but I, I didn't, I don't want that for next week. I need the original, so I was like, "You need to get some of that on the shelf." They said, "We'll, we'll take care of it." So, thank you for that. Uh, I'm doing wings. I got uh, two big bags of wings, and we're going to do those up. Put a, I haven't just, I have, I'm going to go into my, uh, my cabinet full of rub that you're familiar with. You know, we had it, we showed it on the show one time where my midlife crisis is I can't stop buying barbecue rubs. So I'll just pick one of those at random and do that. And I'm going to do some bacon cheese fries, which are, it's an incredibly complicated recipe. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Okay, great. You get a bag of frozen fries, you heat them up in the oven, then you grate some cheese and you fry some bacon and you put all that on top. And you put it back on the oven until the cheese melts, and then you eat them. Nice. Yeah, it's just super simple. Yeah, couldn't be any easier. I don't know. Like I said, I, the, the wings, I, I have the wings. I just don't know which way I'm going to go, like, as far as seasoning and sauces go. I'll think about that tomorrow. But wings. Nice. That's where we're going. Yeah. I, I, I'm being such a lazy you-know-what. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing chicken quesadillas. We're big fans mm-hmm. of quesadillas around the house right now. Little oh, man yeah. loves himself a cheese quesadilla. Uh, but I am having to force feed him other stuff in the quesadilla. Like, all he wants is the cheese in the tortilla. And that's not good for a little man. He needs something else. So I'm going to... No, he needs, needs... Yeah. I've got a rotisserie chicken because I don't feel like cooking chicken on my own. And I'm going to just... Put it in there and load it down with cheese, and hopefully the cheese will cover it up to where he won't notice until he bites it and realize he likes it. But that's what I'm doing. I just I got a rotisserie chicken, and I'm going to shred it and just do cheese and chicken quesadillas with, with a, a little extra. And... There's nothing wrong with that. You're sitting there like you know you're 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 cooking a meal for your son. All right, true. You're a good parent. All right. A lot of other parents are just like fend for yourself. A lot of other parents are just be like, you know. We're just getting. We're just going to go get McDonald's, or whatever. You cook the meal for your son. Don't don't sit there and downgrade yourself. Yeah, the only fast food, and, and I'm I'm proud of this one with him. The only fast food we do is Chick Fil A. That's that's all we do. Uh, otherwise, yeah. And because he'll play on the little playground in uh, in Chick Fil A, and so anyway, that's what yeah. we're doing. Not very intricate or whatever. 
but uh, that's what we're yeah. doing. I mean, I'm cooking chicken and rice tonight when I get home. Chicken, rice, and broccoli. That's all, that's yeah. all we're, I'm eating. You know? As healthy so as you possibly too. could be with that trio right there. I may, I may, I'm, yeah. I may cook on Sunday, too. I haven't decided yet. Just, you know, it depends on, like, the, the podcast schedule and all that. And so, this, this week, when stayed on the road for basketball, it's just easier. I, I can I can cook on a Saturday. It's not a big deal. Next week, we, Robbie and I already discussed, we're recording the podcast on Saturday, so we have no interruptions on Super Good. Bowl Sunday. So, I've already, I've already kind of got the menu planned out for Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh, so, we'll, we'll do that, obviously. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. I have something going on. Next Friday, we need to start at 5 o'clock. Or even earlier. Yeah, we might, we might start a little a little easier. Good news, we don't have to worry about what Richard thinks because I'm sure he won't be here. <laughs> and we can just we can do the whole show Food Friday if we want. Uh, so, uh yeah. So let's get into this. Let's leave so, with Debbie. We have Debbie, to. Yeah, a cut of meat. I'm not. I've never seen cooked before. A deer shoulder on the big green egg. Four and a half hours. Uh, seasoned with grunt rub. I don't know what kind of seasoning with seasonings that is, but it looks good. What is the, in and the drip pan? Tender and tasty. What is that yellow? Butter. Maybe orange juice. Interesting. And then you get the drippings. You get the drippings of the the meat and mix that together for a little sauce. I don't know. Tell us what's in the drip pan, Debbie. What's in the pan? <laughs> and uh, a deer shoulder is interesting because like, a deer is such a lean animal. I, I wonder how that. She said it's tender and tasty. I believe it. It looks fantastic. So, uh, Jeremy in Columbia is cooking boneless short ribs and covered in in the oven, slow cooked, then finished on the grill with some sweet baby rays. That's a great sauce uh, there. Uh, from the 770 area code, beef and pork sausage chili, Mexican cornbread, and Nutella cheesecake. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Adam yeah, boy. I'm in on that. Diet starts uh, tomorrow on that one. Smoked some state cheese. Had to put Ole Miss spin on this. Uh, got it as a gift. It's some MSU Edom cheese. Outstanding. So I've had Edom cheese, uh, and it was a long time ago. I need more. Everybody talks about how great it is. I don't, I mean, we're talking over a decade ago since I've had it. I need to get myself some. When I'm, I mean, isn't it hard to get? Well, when you come to Starkville, well, you can get it in the Starkville. When you okay. come to Starkville, to see if they got it. Because I, I need that. I need that in my life. Little man needs that. My gosh, he could just take a yeah. whole gra- a whole block of cheddar and just eat it like it's a banana if I let him, which I, I don't. But I one time came home and Emily had eaten a had a block of cheese and just taken a bite out of it. <laughs> like if you just ask, I'll cut you a piece. Jeez, James did that with uh, a lemon once. Took a bite out of a lemon. Oh, that's not that's not good. <laughs> it was orange juice from Debbie. Orange juice and seasoning. I bet that made an awesome like jus there. Oh, that yeah, would be fantastic. Uh, Brian, you got to mention fried chicken today. I'll mention fried chicken any day. I love fried chicken. Pork tenderloins wrapped in bacon and crab meat. Crab. Oh man, that a boy. That sounds freaking awesome. Love this. Not this week, but uh, well, next weekend. Smoking my first brisket on my Komodo Joe. Any advice besides watching Cody Kennedy's dad's videos? Don't know who that is, but... Cody Kennedy is State's new offensive line coach. He looks exactly 
like Malcolm Reed. Oh, that's like a reference. They could okay, be brothers. I, I didn't know. Like yeah. I, I assumed that Cody Kennedy's. Let's dad get was to like blocking. A, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. God. That'd be great. How to block right dot com. Uh, that's a million dollar idea. I, I would. The only thing I would tell you, I've never. I don't really do brisket a lot because I don't have, I have a kettle. It's, the brisket is is too much. It's just too much. But it's done when it's done. So don't sit there and wake up and like, okay, I'm gonna put it on at eight, and we're gonna be eating at six. Don't don't go in with that mindset. Give yourself plenty of time to cook it, to let it rest, and it's not done until it's tender. You know, you can sit there and look at the temp. Okay, it's one ninety, but if that probe's not going in smooth, it needs to keep cooking. Yeah. So and, and that rest, would be my advice to you. I mean, at a bare minimum, you got to rest hour, it at a bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, you really want to give it a couple hours. That pork butt I did last week, and I was able to give it like. Two and a half hours worth of rest, Ooh. and it just makes it—it it makes it different. Malcolm Reed did say this once. He said, "No piece of meat has ever been hurt by letting it rest." And that's just a true statement, right there. Yeah, it is. I mean, you—you you cannot hurt a piece of meat by letting it sit there. If you can sit a piece of meat overnight, it's not a bad thing. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. Keep sending them because we will keep uh, we'll keep talking about them. It's Oreo pudding shots from Debbie. My goodness. Send some more away. Send some more. I don't know Debbie, the next I'm, time we're going to be on the coast. I'm, we're so. doing a remote. We're doing a Friday remote at Debbie's house one day. We really should do that. We'll show up and eat. Yeah. Send them in. 601-879-4395. It's Food Friday presented by Polks. We'll be right back. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Forky and Haydad with you. Mike and Madison. What's up, neighbor? Sends this message. We'll, we'll address it quickly and then get back to Food Friday. He says, tuning in late but heard something broke regarding the NCAA slash NIL. Any chance you could hit the highlights? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Uh, so if you want to hear our extended thoughts, uh, the podcast will be uploaded after the show. You can hear it there. But essentially, Mike, what happened is the SEC and the Big Ten have joined together to start putting their foot down and making suggestions which are more like you need to do this or else. Uh, to the NCAA. They're trying to get power back. They're trying to um, get everything under control with their interests in mind. Because, as we pointed out earlier, there's a thousand schools under the NCAA umbrella. What is it? 79 different conferences? And only two of them have the financial resources of the Big Ten and the SEC, and only four are considered power conferences. They need to be governed differently, and they have decided enough is enough. We're going to start taking control of uh, of this. That's essentially what happened. Uh, we'll see what they start doing moving forward, but that is the, the news of the day, Mike, is that the Big Ten and the SEC have partnered to start trying to get college sports back under uh, control. So there you go. Anyway, hey, Dad, back to the food. Yeah, our friend Paige, I think we need to start calling her Hot Sauce Paige. But we have hot sauce, though, so I don't know. 
but Paige said she was at state yesterday, and she was. She came by and brought me some uh, some hot sauce. She went by there and got some Edam cheese. Said the cooler was full. So, do you want me to go over there and go ahead and get you one? How much are they ready for you? I mean, I don't know. It. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese, right? It can't be that expensive. You you keep talking while I look. All right. We'll uh, we'll get to some of these. Brandon sa- is asking us if we've ever smoked a ribeye. Say a local restaurant has them on the menu as a special. Never had smoked steak. You are the food guys, so nobody better to ask. I think ribeye is twenty seven the- bucks. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, if you if you feel like it, but if you don't, uh, you know, I'll go by Monday. Um, yeah. But yes, Brandon, I think that that's the only steak that you should smoke. I, I've had, I, I've tried to smoke a strip before. I, I didn't think it fit. Um, ribeye is a perfect cut to smoke. It is really, really good. Now you've got to like the smoky flavor. You know, I, I've cooked them for people that didn't like the the profile on a steak because it does end up kind of tasting like barbecue. But I think it's exceptional, and I think it's the best way to have That's a ribeye. Good. That's good. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Dwayne and Brandon's having grilled catfish tonight oh, and Polk's Cajun sausage. Very good. Bill and Starkville having chorizo, potato, and onion enchiladas. Sure. Ooh, those look great, too. They look great, yeah. And I don't Ribs, eat enough chorizo. T- like, that's not on enough menus. It isn't. It isn't. Uh, that's what I, I put it in my smoked queso. That's what I like to do. Uh, ribs, chicken, and tenderloin with Famous Dave's Rub. I've never eaten at a Famous Dave's. I've always wanted to. Somebody uh, says, did I hear Rebel Food here. Friday all next Friday? Uh, you know, no, honestly, by the time yeah. we get to Friday, we'll be super bowled out. It yeah. might not be a bad idea just to book some food guests never mind and just talk super about Super Talk, food. it's time for Supper Talk. Let's go. I, I'm kind of in for that. Yeah. Uh, Rebel here at Mississippi State Cheese. I give it to my friends at Christmas. It makes a great gift. Nobody is ever mad that they open up a box of Mississippi State Cheese. Make all the jokes you want. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, if you let a medium well steak rest too long, you'll have a well-done steak. That's a good point. You shouldn't rest. a ste- I'm talking about like a big piece of meat. A steak, right. 10 minutes, you're probably good. Um, also, you probably should need a steak medium well. That's just my own personal opinion. Um, Curtis and McComb tells me I need to add ranch seasoning to those cheddar bacon fries. That is a fine idea. I think I will do that. Excellent idea. Sounds like a really good idea. Or some Cajun seasoning, maybe too. We got here Tuscan chicken, basically spinach, chicken alfredo with spinach and grape tomatoes over the fettuccine. That looks fantastic. Really, really good. Uh, you know what that's here. really good on top of? Mashed potatoes. Mm. Well, there's pasta in there already. We're not well, putting no, but pasta I'm, on top I'm, of Instead of putting it on top of pasta, putting that on top of mashed potatoes is... That's what Michael Scott ate before he went and ran the race, was pasta <laughs> on top of mashed carb potatoes. Load. He carbo-loaded. Got a carbo-load. Uh, what else we got here? Cody said he found some spicy dill pickle seasoning. Going to try that on some wings. My wife would love those wings. I would not. You I'm don't not like dill? Guy. I don't like pickles. I thought about making homemade pickles, and I don't know if I just want to undertake very minimal effort, but like, I don't know if I want yeah. to do it. I can't decide because I love pickles. You, well, then you should try it. Do you ever do you get those? Do you ever get those pickle ices at the uh, at the convenience stores? No. What's that? It's like a pickle popsicle. No, but I had this thought today, and I'm glad you brought that up. Who okay. buys the bagged 
pickles out of vending machines? Do those sell? Oh, some people do. Uh, some people do. I've yeah. never seen anybody eat one of those before. And, like, I, I like them. I like pickles. You need to go get, I, I you, like need to go get you a pickle ice. I need to do they, that. They, they, most gas, the average gas station will have, you sometimes has them. But I saw so that, that check. in the vending machine today. And yeah. I thought, I kind of want to try this just to see what it's like. But a room yeah. temperature a pickle. pickle in a bag out of a vending yeah. machine? It, I don't, like. I didn't know people did that. And now, like, in Japan, you get vending machine pizza and stuff like that, but the, the pickles are bridged too far for me. Do you ever eat the Kool-Aid pickles? I've had them, yeah. You a fan? I love them. We tried putting uh, soaking pickles in vodka in college once. That didn't turn out well. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. That didn't go that well. That sounds like a terrible idea. We used to make this drink called uh, Bullfrog. Do you, are you aware of what this is? No. It's a drink. and This is a vodka-based drink. We would put it in. We had one of those old Gatorade coolers, you know, where you put the put your cup yeah. under and push the button. So you could just make it in there. It's, it's a half gallon of vodka, a three-liter Sprite. Yes, they used to sell three-liter bottles of drinks. Uh, and then you would drop in a frozen concentrate orange juice and a frozen cop- concentrate uh Lime juice. So summer beer. That's what we call it. Well, all right. And then you throw in two bags of ice, and it waters it down enough so you can drink it, right? But our key, the key we we would do is we would slice up, like, oranges and stuff and throw it on top. And then people would come by, and they'd just be eating the fruit. And then five minutes, you know, like an hour later, they're like, (laughs) why am I buzzed? I'm like, because you're sitting on that that, that, that water is 100 proof. (laughs) I love some bullfrog, man. That's, that's, That's one of those things that's, like, it's easy drinking. Yeah. And then you wake up the next day, and you're like, why? why? Why do I do this? You, you don't notice it until you go to bed. Uh, that's why you wear wet socks. You wake yeah. up feeling great. Thomas says lame food this weekend, oh, just oh. butts. Which, need to cut the just butts thing. But there's nothing lame about those, man. They look great. They look fantastic. Uh, people are talking about pickle pox. Mike says, pickle pops. deer shoulders cooked slow and in the oven are awesome. Throw carrots and potatoes in it. Tastes like grandma's cooking. Mm-hmm. Good to know. There you go. We got uh, from the 228, so down on the coast, crawfish king cake. Have it's you had real, one of those? It's amazing. I've se- I have not. I've seen it. My friend, uh, a friend of mine did a boudin uh, and crawfish king cake last year. This year she's doing Mardi Gras. This person's doing Mardi Gras chicken and fajita stuffed chicken from their amazing. Those, those those chicken breasts look fantastic. I had some king cake today. I ran into our buddy Caleb Hamill uh, today, and he had a king cake from Loblolly in Hattiesburg, Robert St. John's new bakery. And he was like, hold on. And he went out and he brought it into the restaurant we were at. So I've never seen that before where somebody brought in their own food to a restaurant. But whatever. I didn't complain. And nobody's going to say anything to me, I guess. And he, it was me and three other guys. He cut us all a little slice of pecan uh, cheesecake, our cream king cake. Fantastic. So good. God, that sounds great. So, I enjoyed that. There are a lot of pickle takes happening on our text line right now. Yeah, there sure are. There sure are, as there should be. Pickle is a, uh, a uh, popular and, and, and yet at the same time divisive Yeah. Uh, Food item. Well, we, we should have had this Moonshine conversation yesterday pickles. after we talked about the new Ole Miss general manager.
Got him. Wonder what Bill, yes. Wonder what Billy Glasscock thinks of a uh, of a of a pickle. Uh, we should oh, ask him. No, but Lane won't let anybody uh, besides him get interviewed. So we'll, yeah. we'll never get a chance to to ask him those things. So we got a little. I'm gonna have to give it a little tease here. My buddy uh, Tanner Marler from On Three. On Three is this new website that uh, people are talking about. Uh, he filed a Freedom of Information Act with Mississippi State, and he has got some information on what they gave EA Sports for the NCAA football game. Yes. So a great we FOIA back, request. We, request. Yeah. So we've got some. Uh, We've got some uniform, some some ideas of what the, the uniforms will look like for state, uh, and some other stuff as well. So we'll talk about that when we come back. We need to get somebody from the Ole Miss side of things to tell us about this stuff too. Yes, we do. Food Friday That's presented by Polks. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for for being a part. Always uh, always a fun segment. It um, really cuts the monotony of five days of sports. And glad you guys enjoy it as well. But. College football is getting back on the sticks. We will talk about that when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so on Super Talk Mississippi. Forky and Haydad with you. So one of the positive things that has come out of the name, image, and likeness era is the return of the college football video game. Now, some of you are rolling your eyes right now, but for those of us that grew up on Madden and NCAA football and Call of Duty and Halo, this news is well, awesome. Not those last couple. Too, well, I, I did it all. Yes, NCAA football. I mean, I owned them all. You know, like going back to Bill Walsh college football back wow. in uh in 1993. Yeah. I would always I make Hawaii one. a national champion. That that was my go-to. You couldn't small make Hawaii a national champion on Bill Walsh college football. <laughs> they only had like twenty teams, and most of them were historic teams. Like the best team on there was Nebraska '83, unstoppable running game, uh, as you might imagine. So, so uh, Tanner Marler works for uh, Maroon and White Daily, Mississippi State on three. Got uh, he he decided to, to go after some information, and he got it, and it's pretty cool. So he's got the the MSU uniforms on here. The uh, state script is going to be the the main uniform for state. The banner M helmet will be gone, uh, and then they do have the interlocking stuff available uh, as well. So those those uniforms are on there. It looks like doesn't look like they're going to be gray pants. You can go maroon, white, 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 maroon, maroon, all white, all maroon, which is fine. I, I mean the That's gray fine. pants maybe later. Uh, from an audio files, uh, obviously the, the 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 normal stuff is in there: maroon, white, cowbells, stuff like that. But we've got dogs win again has made its way. It's going to be in the uh, in there somewhere, and they've got both fourth quarter songs are going to be in there: "Sweet Dreams" and "Don't Stop Believing." So that'll be cool, I think. When when the fourth quarter starts to yeah, hit that music, that's I think a cool be fun. idea. 
And then he said from a uh, from a photo standpoint, it's the most recent ones are dated from 2021. So there have been some some changes since then, but by and large, should be okay as far as making everything look the way it's supposed to look uh, on campus and everything. And you know, the, the the background of the stadium is there, so pretty cool. It's just cool seeing this stuff. Yeah, knowing that it's coming. I know that it's going to be here sooner or later. So. I'm 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 dying for a trailer. I can't wait. And every player that opts out of the 500 bucks to have their name in it is an idiot. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I think it's more than 500 bucks. I think it's going to be like a thousand at least for these guys. But it's, so they've you know. increased from the initial estimate because the initial one was 500. I, think so. I could be wrong. I could Either be wrong. way. So the the pub that comes from this but is yeah. so worth yeah. that. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's it, you're not. You know, what what are you gaining from it? So, I'm inter- like so we're still trying to figure out who the uh, who the cover athlete's going to be. They're going to have they're going to have be. bully, aren't they? Or excuse me, excuse me, Jack. Oh, the mascot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll be in the game. Yeah, the live one. They'll, have, they'll probably have the they'll have the live one and the uh, and the the the, the cheerleader one. But who, who's on the cover? That's a good question. I, I don't know who, who's the face of college football next year. You know, people have gotten so that, creative with modding I think it's these yours. games, by the way. Yeah. You're go- I, 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 this this will happen. A live mascot that's dangerous mm-hmm. is going to get mm-hmm. let out of their cage. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to mod. Yeah. The, somebody's going to go in and mod the files to where that's going to happen. Mike the Tiger just. Hits the field at Tiger Stadium. Yes. Mauls the Ole Miss defense. Yeah. So, Quinn Ewers is my pick for the cover athlete here, by the way. Or do they go nostalgic and get like an old-timey? See, no, I think because it's the first game with the real players in it, I think you have to put a player who's in the game on the cover. Yeah. That's a good question. So, who's the face of college football 2024? I mean, Ewers is probably the highest profile returning quarterback, right? Nationally, because he's at Texas, yeah. He's at Texas, yeah. I mean, Ohio State's quarterback is Will Howard. Not a lot of people know him. Michigan, McCarthy's gone. Carson Beck, I mean, he's just not sexy enough, you know. Milrow, you don't want to go there. Um, um, Dart, that now not enough. Uh, you know, USC doesn't have a big-time guy. Penix is gone. Dylan Gabriel, maybe, but Ewers is higher profile than him. Um, Interesting. That might be something that we need to bring up later on. Yeah. Because it was all Caleb Williams last last offseason. Media Days is going to be near the release of this game. Yeah. So I wonder if EA will send somebody, if we can get somebody there who knows about this and can, can talk to us when we're there. For sure. Thank you guys for being with us this week. As always, glad that you are here. Thank you for making our show a part of your day. Have a safe and happy weekend. Hopefully we're coming back right here on Monday talking about a couple of basketball wins as well. Enjoy your hoops. Enjoy your food. Enjoy the Pro Bowl if that's your thing. Hockey, basketball, whatever you do this weekend, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you on Monday at 3. For Richard, who's, I don't know. And hey, Dad, I'm Borky. Had to take one more shot. Y'all have a good night. See you on Monday.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.